up, everybody? It's Pip from the Size Up by National Fire Radio here in the uh, temporary National Fire Radio studios. Um, as the boss man, Jeremy, says that we're working on. A new not studio. allowed to talk right now. <laughs> I was told that this is not my episode, and I'm to be yeah. here and be silent. Oh, well, when you're spoken to, you're supposed oh. to talk. Remember? I'm sorry. That's yes. how things work. When the these host are... when the host asks you a question, you answer. So these are our temporary digs. Uh, we are in the process of trying to find a new home. Uh, I got a couple of perspectives that we're looking at, and uh, once we do that, the the new studio is going to be uh, quite impressive. So I'm looking forward to that, to sharing that with everyone when we get there. So, so exciting. Should be good. So exciting that the size up gets to be a part of that. And I'm here today with just some great friends is the easiest way to say it. My, my good buddy, Nick Dingus from Dingus Fire and Vanguard Safety Wear. Andy Shapiro way down at the end from Vanguard Safety Wear. And my old pal, podcast originator, fire podcast originator. I don't know. What year did you start your podcast so everybody. it's like when your kid goes away to college and they graduate and they go to their first job it's like looking at you being a podcast host it <laughs> feels so like proud. the evolution of my child has <laughs> prospered into the world started in 2014 pip thanks for bringing me on your this is show ryan, ryan pennington yeah in case you didn't recognize his voice <laughs> or his beautiful face yeah i got a face for radio that's for sure but uh thanks for welcoming to your show appreciate that. That's awesome. Because we, we go so way back on social media, and, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've been on a lot. from the jump seat, right? Or right. how many times we've jumped on a live, whether it's been for Vanguard, whether it's been for 555, five, five, five. or National Fire Radio, yeah, right? But that, that friendship, and I think that's something that this episode is probably going to be about, because everybody sitting at this table has, we've all crossed paths in different ways, and it's really odd that, you know, I both met Andy for the first time, and the guy sitting on the end for the first time at the Nashville show, just two different years apart. But that friendship really has grown into a business. And they're firefighter-run businesses, and it's challenging. Because think about how long we've all just been friends. How many firefighter-owned businesses did we see start and stop, let's say? I don't want to say fail, but yeah. I want to say stop, right? It's because they burn out so fast. Right, and, I mean, it's, it's and really, possibly. this this is the this is the, the 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 Jeremy from National Fire Radio. He's like, when you start these things, you've got to play the long game. I'm not here, and 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 when you and I started, I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but reading the Gary V book, I'm pretty sure I've told you. We to did. We talked about Gary. V. Yeah, yeah. Reading the crushing it, and he said it's about it's not about currency, it's about legacy, and we really bring that home. And, and Jeremy and I talk about it at nauseum, but I really think that goes for anything that you do. We're not here for the money. We're here for to make a difference in this world. Is there money here? I no, I don't know. Hey, I, I haven't found get, it yet. Uh, Dad, can I get a twenty I'll here? Take the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jer. <laughs> Go ahead. <Jer. laughs> I, I think everybody's so hung up on the short term, and yeah. nobody wants to talk about the long game because the long game takes time and effort, and it takes consistency. I know in my personal life, I struggle with consistency. That's just open and honest me talking about it, right? 100%. Even with National Fire Radio, it's there's you know it's 110 miles an hour for for a month, and then you know miles an hour, flying full speed ahead, and then I got to scale myself back, and it's then you you live that you know doldrum of uh, of slowing down and thinking I need to be doing better, and then you pick yourself back up again. But like nobody's holding us to any expectations, but of what we hold for ourselves. But I think what happens is, you know, Ryan mentioned like burnout. I think you got to have like open expectations from the get, right? I think why this table works and why we're friends and, and maybe we talk a few times a year. I mean, Nick and I really have only started to get to know each other, right? Andy, I've met today. Maybe I've met him, Andy once before. 
Um, but like I, I, you know, starting to include them into my circles now. Right. And that's fun. You guys are in my circles. I've known Ryan since the beginning with national fire radio and Pip, you and I've known each other. Same, right. There's commonality here and that's why this works. And it's because there's no short game here. We're not Mm -hmm. in it for the short incentives for what I can get out of it today. And you mentioned legacy, the whole Gary V thing. I'm a Gary V fan too, right? That's how, that's why national fire radio started was Gary V made me start it. Right. And if you're not familiar with people watching and listening to this, go look up Gary Vaynerchuk. It might just change your life, man. Cause change it certainly mine. has put mine on a different trajectory than I could have ever have imagined. Um, and I'm grateful for that, but I'm also very conscious of the relationships and valuing them. And when you put short term as your priority, nothing, the mission then doesn't matter, right? Like we talked about on another episode with you guys before about the mission and how important a mission is. There's no mission in a short-term goal. Mm. You know, short-term goals, if you think of business, right? You talk about 500-run businesses. When you talk about businesses, if you have a short-term goal, that's usually for an acquisition or a sale because you're building your company to be able to leverage for a sale or an acquisition. That's a short-term play. Long-term is building an institution, building a foundation, and then growing a business and maintaining a successful business. So there's different plays. And so depending on what you want in life, is it's either a long game or a short game. I personally believe in the fire service. Everything is a long game. We can have short-term or short gains that are positive, but they all add to the bigger game. There's not a single firefighter under 20, 25, 30 years that's a seasoned firefighter. It just doesn't happen, right? And so we talk about senior men. We talk about all these different things. But, like, the fire service is longevity. It is a long game. And I think any time that we are looking for shortcuts or want to make it quicker or, or easier on ourselves, we're shortchanging ourselves, and you're not going to end up with, a, with what you're looking for at the end. I don't think there's a shortcut for hard work. No. And I think that's the part. Everybody's looking for instant gratification today. Most and, uh, you know, when you get into business, that's just not the way it is. And I, I've been in a firefighter-owned business now for 21 years, and I've been part of multiple ones. Yeah. So, two, we currently manage uh, four or five other ones that we, we've also done. Um, and and they're, they're fun. And I always say, you know, we try to find passionate people with purpose. And that's a big deal. And when you find those people, you have to latch on to them and then develop uh, the business around those folks, I always say, if we can just get them on the bus. And then once we get them on the bus, we've got to get them in the right seat. And I look at from the Dingus Fire perspective, we have 113 people now spanning seven wow. states. Wow. And for where we were at in 2016, we were at about a dozen people. And we've made three acquisitions and, and, and done some other really neat things. And we developed some technology, which has been game-changing and life-changing for us as a business. Uh, but to be able to create that span of control, much like the military, much like law enforcement, and then have that, those three to seven people report up throughout the organization, that's allowed us to grow six times in six years. And that's been fun. And to be able to see that, but people... There is no shortcut, right, for hard work. And those 60, 80, 100-hour weeks, they're always going to be there. And, uh, you know, you still have to prioritize family, but you also have to know any person can run the ball, just not everybody gets it across the goal line. And that's what I always have in the back of my mind is how do I get that to the goal line and you keep your legs moving forward and you keep driving that pile and, uh, you know, you want to score that touchdown. And all too often, too, when folks get to that goal line, then they stop. Right, they made it to that goal line, but because it's hard to get in right? to get in the end zone. Yeah, and I think that's the part that I think I heard a long time ago. Steve Young and Joe Montana, you know, said most people give up right before they succeed, and it's like, well, if I just keep pushing forward, at some point, I hope I'm going to succeed, and I think we've done a pretty good job at doing that with good, passionate people. 
I feel like my goal line just keeps getting pushed back further and further. I'm always in the red zone, right? <laughs> just when I'm just when I'm there and I'm, I'm knocking on the door, my goal line gets pushed back a little bit more. And I think that's my drive, though, is to chase that goal line. Exactly. What do you do with that? Exactly, right? right? Mm-hmm. You just keep driving to chase that goal line. And a lot of these these other businesses that haven't been successful, they either got in the goal line and then were like, oh, we're good. We don't have to work hard anymore. Or... They don't want to go after the chase. And the I, chase for me is where it's at. Well, as the, the senior guy here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fireman terms. Yeah. I'm the old timer. But no, I've been in business since, you know, gosh, I don't want to say how long. Decades, many decades. And I've had ups and downs. And like you said, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep at it and, and until you get that formula that's the right one. And hopefully you find it early in your career. But not so typically, do you? But I think the, you know, the down part of that is where mental toughness and fortitude come in because it's easy to have those down times. And, you know, the folks that are close to me know I just count all those things as white noise, right? I mean, whether it's uh, seriously, if it's competition or it's somebody, you know, digging on you as a person or, you know, your fire service experience or whatever it is, that's just white noise. And uh, as long as you know, at the end of the day, you can look yourself in the mirror knowing you're doing the right things, both for your family, for your employees, for the business, for the fire service, that's all we can ask for. And, uh, and I think that's the attitude that we've had, um, you know, is a firefighter and then also is having a business or businesses in the fire services, knowing at the end of the day, I can go to bed each night knowing that the, we did the best we could for the folks that we care for. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we've been very successful because of that. I think the, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. No, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Jerry. What I, well, what I was going to say, just to, just to piggyback on, on what you said, right? Define success. Because the, because the thing is, right, is like everybody's success is different. And so what does that look like for you? And as you, as you play out what's in front of you, your thoughts on success are going to change, right? We all have benchmarks. We all hit different targets. We hope we hit targets we set for ourselves, right? Some people set realistic targets and they're small increments. And some people are just giant thinkers and dreamers and so on. And I think I fall in line, like right in the middle, but I can go either way. Right. Sometimes I'm thinking grandioso and big and other times I'm thinking small and incremental. Right. I think what's important though, is not to get lost in the conversation of what success actually looks like. You know, society has painted this picture of what success is. And I mean, success could just be a healthy family, uh, a good marriage, a good firefighting career, a good small business. Not every business needs to be uh, a, a million, 20 million, 100 million, Bingo. 300 million. Yeah. A successful business is a business that employs people, gives you a living, uh, gives you enough sustenance for you to live a good quality life. I think we get caught up, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people about what success actually looks like. Um, and I think that realistic goals and approaches matter. And I think what happens is a lot of people lose sight of the long game because they have these grandioso beliefs in what their success is going to look like. And when they can't get there quickly, they throw it all away. I think my experience, and you're right on with that, um, the, the key is to you got to stay in the game. you got to stay in it. My experience, I was 10 years with a uh, firefighting glove manufacturing company. Uh, left after 10 years, I want to start my own business. But you can't just come out with a new glove. So I had a two-year interim period from when I left that company to when I s- even started the new company. And that two years, I had to find ways to you know, feed the family and make some money. And you know, I was doing kind of weird jobs here and there. But staying in it was giving me the opportunity 
forget Vanguard Safety where going, meet my new partners, and, you know, again, staying in the game was what, what allowed this to happen. And moving that ball forward. Yeah, that was it. Absolutely. You were moving it forward, just not yep. in the way that is the flashiest of ways. Right. And not in the way not that's glamorous. you. Not glamorous. Not at glamorous. All, right? Andy, and, go ahead. Please, yeah. please. No, and we're six years in, and that six years goes fast. So don't think like, oh, I got to wait four or five years for success or six years or whatever. That goes fast. It goes fast. Well, my question to you would be, right, and you said you're the senior guy at the table, right? Utmost respect for that. But did you think eight years ago that you would be starting a new business with no. two different partners and, and going about it a whole different direction than no. what you were accustomed to, right? So life has a lot right. to do with it, right? right? The unimaginable sometimes is your only opportunity. Hell yeah. what you did not imagine, but you take that opportunity and stay in the game. Yeah, I love that. I love that you call it opportunity too, and it's really risk, right? You're taking a risk by what sure. you left. You left your comfort zone, yeah. you know, and you moved it forward. And I see that a lot with firefighter-owned businesses too, right? Is we're comfortable in being firefighters. We're problem solvers. All of us at this table right now are problem solvers. And what we do is we see a problem where we get called to someone else's problem and we solve it very quickly. That's our goal. And mm. we don't leave until that problem's solved. Yeah. And it does not work that way in business, right? <laughs> Ryan, there's a lot of things in business that aren't like the fire service because there's so many other variables that we can't just fix right away. And I think that's a big problem for folks too, kind of like you and I, probably when we, the way our, our minds think. I think you chose the best name for your podcast ever, by the way, The Size Up. And I think it, it lends to this conversation. And this is a conversation that Jeremy and I have all the time. What are we doing now? What are we doing in the future? And between those two gaps, what does that roadmap look like? So if you're sizing up where you're at and where you're going, I know these two yahoos and I have conversations all the time. What does next month look like? What does next week look like? But what does five years, six years down the road look like? We're looking down the road. And it's because we're the doing the long game thing again. And, and, and are, do we have short-term short -term success? We do. But we're constantly evaluating, constantly adjusting. And listen, we're not driving Lamborghinis. We're not ever going to drive Lamborghinis. Our goal when we started to have Teslas. But we'll <laughs> settle for a Toyota right at this point, right? So take the, take the mind off, off the currency. Leave your legacy. And, and, and I, I tell you, a couple of these line-of-duty deaths re recently have really hit home with me. And the, the, the young man in South Carolina, dude, I tell you what, I have never, <laughs> I've never seen a social media fallout. Like, and I won't say fallout. No, but there, but there was a lot on social Oh, my God. For someone with, with a did, very little bit of time on, on the job. How did we not know him personally? How come he has not been on Jump Seat Radio? Where, come on now. I mean, but that guy left a legacy. Listen, when they put Jeremy in the ground, I'm coming to New Jersey. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do my anime, I'm going to do my Jeremy national fight. But Bro, if you <laughs> outlive me, man, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Uh, but the thing about I, it is, is if you focus on what you're doing better for people, it pays dividends. That is the dividend. And that young man, too, you know, he didn't have a large no. presence, as we see a lot of folks that do. Correct. But what he did for the people that he touched, they were able to spread that so far. And amplify it. And amplify it, exactly, because it meant so much. And that's where that legacy part of this, and again, even in the business end of it, like we talked about on, on the other episode, you know, what's the legacy of your business going to be? And that's something that you have to keep in mind as, as you grow these things, too, with decisions that you make. And I know, Nick, for all the businesses you run, it's a very large focus for you. Well, I think the biggest thing is my name's on the door. You know, and uh, this is very true. And, and, and I think, you know, you and I have talked about this before. 
I like to hit problems head on. I don't mind problems. I don't mind, you know, anything that's negative uh, with our business or the product. I like calling those people and then try to, you know, get the opposite reaction out of them and, and just try to talk through what the problem is and then how do we fix it quickly. And I think that's, that's really important. And I look at it as, you know, in my family, I think there's 12 of us now that have been in the fire service spanning four generations is I want to live up to the name. Yeah. First time, and and first that's a big podcast. deal. Uh, so, you know, if, if we can do that and at the end of the day or in 20 years from now, you know, people hear the dingus name, I hope it's with a positive connotation. And it goes back to what Jeremy was saying, you know, what's, what defines success? And there's, there's no perfect answer for that. You know, if you're looking for it monetarily with whether it's, it's developing something or creating a product, um, then you're looking it down the wrong, the wrong path, right? Life's not about money. It's chase after the dream, not chase after the money. And the more we can do that, I think the better off we all are, and I look at it from the perspective of I've lived in a town of 450 people, our business operates in a town of 2,400 people, but we touch 113 families in the Midwest. That's a big deal to me. Yeah, it is. And, and when folks call and uh, we can support you know, the Little League teams and uh, all the youth organizations and women or girls on fire and all the things that we do, that's a big deal. And then when you see the pictures or you get the phone calls or the text messages, you know, on how our business or businesses have impacted their lives, that's what, you know, makes me smile every day. And talk about small firefighter-owned businesses um, or of any size. A lot of our customers, and we built a lot of our business on small and medium-sized firefighter-owned businesses. The big guys don't come to you at the beginning. You're nobody to them. You can't do business with them. But we've seen a lot of these small companies have good success, not, not only with our gloves, but with other products. They've grown their businesses. And I don't know exactly what their formula for success is, but they're doing it, and there's a lot of them out there, so it can be done. Well, a big part, I think, of that formula for success is, is just what Nick was saying. You know, it's that it's not really the monetary cash that they're looking for. It's the monetary good feelings, like the good vibes. And good vibes aren't going to feed your kids, so before anybody <laughs> yells at me yeah. about saying that online or anything yeah. like you that. You know, I, you know, just outside of, outside of the firehouse, right, uh, I was involved in a family business for, you know, many, many years. And I was the youngest of three boys, and it was my father's company. Uh, started in 1980, and he built this and gave me a good life growing up, and then I went into the business, and that's why I didn't go through the fire circuit, because I, I went through... The family business, it took care of me from right out of college, and that's why I never pursued. I mean, I tested, had opportunities, deferred opportunities to be a career fireman, and I just felt like I needed to stay with the family business, and that's what I chose to do. And I was the youngest of three boys, and I ran the company. Challenges, right? We sold the business uh, about five and a half years ago, um, and for me, I sleep great at night now. <laughs> and I say, that, I say that with intent, right? I say that because... I worked six, seven days a week, 12-hour, 14-hour days, right? Maintaining, fighting, and scrapping for every single thing we could get as a family business. It was a small family business fighting upstream on everything that we did. When we sold, truth be told, we were going through an acquisition. I was buying the company out for my father, and I walked away from the table at the last minute uh, and pushed back from the table and didn't I, – I had uh, – it was hard for me – because I was already doing so much for the company that there wouldn't have been any more opportunity to give more back without taking anything else more away from my family. Uh, and not everybody, and this is a Gary V line, not everybody needs to be the number one. No. 
You know, the, a lot of people make a very good number two, three, four, 15, 16. It doesn't matter where you end up as long as your quality of life and who you are and what you are and what your the satisfaction you get out of your efforts represent who you want to be, right? Talk about success, Nick. Like, that's what that is, right? And so we ended up selling the business, and I did not buy the company, and we sold it. Now I work for them as a consultant, you know, technical salesman, if you will. Um, and for me... I get to go home at the end of the day and turn it off. And I've come to realize that my family life is better. My relationship with my wife is better. My relationship with my kids is better. And so with all of that, that to me defines success. And Andy, what I asked you before about, you know, later in, in your career, changing course and starting this business with these guys, like you don't know what's next. You don't know what chapter's coming next. You don't know what doors are going to open, what friendships you make, what relationships happen. What I say is keep an open mind and always push forward and always ultimately want to be better. And I, that goes to the mission of what Vanguard Safety stands for. That goes for what National Fire Radio does. I know Pip believes in that. It's about doing the right thing and making yourself better. And if you pursue that on a regular basis and that's what your constant is, you're going to win. Well, it, it, this comes from Nick. And when we very first started our endeavor, I didn't know him from Adam. Right. I didn't. He was some corn cornfield guy from out in the Midwest. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. It, it was like, and then I talked to Andy. It's like, should we start with a contract? And it's like, when I shake your hand, that is my contract. I, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do, re, I, I do have to throw this out there. I did tell him that the guns in West Virginia can shoot you from a <laughs> long ways away. So my dear rifle can hit you from a long way. But when we started out with Nick, he's like, listen, you stay in your lane and you trust me, trust the process. And we'll reach the finish line together. That has been the most epiphany moment that I have. I'm not a business guy. You and I know this. We talk about this all the time. I'm not the business guy. I'm the mouthpiece. I'm the show pony. I'm the person you put out there to talk to people and make connections. But I tell you what, Jeremy, that was not an easy thing to do with someone I had just met. Of course. Halfway away. And same thing with Andy. Yeah. It reminds me of something my dad used to always tell, uh, a saying he always used, my word is my bond. 100%. He said it all the time, and he, he lived by it. I saw it, so it works. It's such a, a huge thing, too, like moving forward when we hear about society. And, oh, these young kids aren't this or they're that, but you use that my word is my bond type of a scenario to run with with life. And when I think about that, look, I'm not always going to, what I say is not always going to happen. Just because I say it, it's not going to manifest. Right. But I'm trying to make it manifest. What I'm not going to do is lie to you about what I can't do. I'm not going to put things out there. And I think we see that a lot with a lot of this smaller businesses yeah. that are out there. Is I think the folks may even be lying to themselves. They're not even being honest with themselves, and they don't know that. I don't think there's malintent behind most of them. It's just... I think I've been caught in that a couple times in my life. You know, yeah. growing up and navigating this space and small business and you, you want to be more, be bigger. I think it's happened with National Fire Radio at some times where I wanted to do more, be bigger, be better. And then when it comes to actually the fruition of that going, I can't do that yet. I don't have the abilities to do that yet, right? It's, I think what happens is when you have creative people, excitable people, 
we're sometimes our own worst enemy because we have to rein it back in a little bit to be more of a realistic approach, right? You, yeah. Pip, you and I have talked about this, right? 180% And, and so it's, you know, you can have all the ideas in the world, but you have to be able to execute upon those ideas. So how about that, too, is that, that reining it back in, yeah. right? That's a huge thing because literally I could go for idea. Ryan and I have ideas that for <laughs> however many years, we're going to do this, that, the other thing, and then some days we're like, no. They yeah. call, they Nick call and it, I, everybody at this table and I have come up with ideas together sure. and, and gotten to a point and then said, this isn't going to work. But they call me done. the good idea fairy. Oh, is that what you think? I come in, sprinkle a good idea, then I disappear is what they call me. Do you work. have the wings too? No, it's good to dream, That's but you, you have to think it through also. Yeah. Yes. You know? Well, there's two, two points to that, right, that you guys just mentioned. One is you have to focus. And I think that's always hard. You know, I've got 12 years of leather-bound notebooks I carry with me all the time with all different ideas, whether it's on the software side or fire tool side or things outside the fire service. But you have to be able to focus in on, on what is executable, and then you have to execute. And I think that's the hard part, too, you know, not just running the ball to the goal line, but actually taking the crosses. You have to continue to execute. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short. You know, they can talk a good game but they don't want to put the time in. They don't want to put the work in to, to actually follow through to get these things accomplished, and I think that's really important. And that time and work is really what it is all about because every endeavor I've been involved in now has been time and hard work. And to go back to Jeremy's point before, too, about kind of making that change with his business, you know, there's times where other people, you're using your time and you're not giving your time to your family. And having those folks around you to reel you back in, you know, I know for me, Tracy has been there, you know, to reel me back in of being like, you're not doing this right. I know for Jeremy, Terry's been there. All of our, our she's our coming to dinner with us tonight to keep an eye on me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But also too, having those sounding boards, like we're saying, we have with each other. You yeah, know, everyone at this table is on my sounding board of like, hey, I got this crazy idea. Who should I call? Nick, Nick or Ryan. It's always Nick. Well, I like to go it's Nick or Ryan. Nick. If it's a really good idea, I call do you, do Nick. Yeah. If it's a crazy idea, I call Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to have the emotional solution or the logical <laughs> solution? You know. It's so it's so funny that you say that. When with a good idea fairy comes, this is the good idea fairy squasher over here. <laughs> well, no, that won't work. It won't pass. NFPA. But you need that. Yeah. Yeah. You need the you squasher. Do. The yeah. squasher is the most yeah. important person. Yeah. In Reality here. check. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I think. I think the other thing I want to hit on too, just to circle back real quick, I wrote down overvalue. I think too many people overvalue themselves no. and their time. <laughs> oh. And I, and I, I want to bring that Humility. up in a, in a way that Humility. when we, when we talk about that short term, long term, and we talk about um, the value of that, some people think that they're worth more than they are. They overvalue their approach. They overvalue their time. And when you do that, you, you remove yourself from so much opportunity. And I think in life, life is full of opportunities. It's if you allow those opportunities to knock and if you answer the door or not, right? And if you overvalue yourself or you put yourself on a pedestal or you put yourself and not willing to just take a step back, check your pride, check your ego and try something different or, or meet somebody new, right? You don't know what opportunities are going to be abound. And so what I would say is don't overvalue yourself. You really have to watch it in the fire service. And he and I have spoke at this at nauseum. When you get a social media following, when you go to a major conference and have 600 people in your room, you have somebody, and it was a really weird experience for me during the heyday of jump seat radio. Somebody wanted to have a selfie take with Ryan Pinkton. Oh, this is Ryan Pinkton. Ryan Pinkton, I don't think I'm just a mouthpiece sharing a good word, but you really have to watch yourself as you gain notoriety and popularity within our realm to keep yourself humble. 
It comes out in your shows. It comes out in your podcast. It comes out when you're on a stage at an FDS or a firehouse. So I would encourage everyone to heed Jeremy's advice and realize that I'm no more important than Nick or Pip or anybody else. Know your value. And your value is valuable with the information you're given. Yeah. But we appreciate you. But Mr. Big Pants, you ain't Mr. Big Pants. You still go in fire trucks like I do. And I might be better than you, too. Bro, I walked FDIC. I shook every single person's hand. I said, hey, Jeremy. And I stopped, looked at them in the eyes. Sebi will tell you. Right. I stopped, looked at everybody in the eyes. I shake their hand, and I say, hey, how are you? What's your name? You know? Dude, the puzzled look. The puzzled (laughs) look that people give Jeremy back when it's he important. says that and they're like what you're talking it's to the me? same reason <laughs> why at vanguard you guys listen to people talk about your product 100%. it's the same return right right but you, know, but you know who you know who the prime example that is and he's one of our good buds jason Patton. yeah, yeah. that dude For does sure. not tell anyone no selfies pictures freaking Facebook or uh, FaceTime calls. Me for my girlfriend. She's a huge fan. Yes. But He's got a, a good haircut. You guys have the same Easy. barber? Yeah. Easy, but buddy. as far as like. That was Sebi from behind the camera too, by the way. He doesn't have a microphone. But I mean, as far as like a rock star in our business, that guy's a rock star. He is. He is. But he's the most humblest, caring person. We could call him right now. I bet he'd pick up the phone. If I have like he, uh, oh, we're going to work. You could do we're it. In. I got the cord here. Oh, wait, wait. Because now we can record the other end of it. He's going to say, Ryan, right. who? What are you going to face? If we <laughs> FaceTime him from over there. So now this episode is going totally sick. We're going off we're doing the rails. Fun. But it's fun to be able to do this. And I think what we're all trying to get across here, Ryan, and, and, and listen, this, being, this is being humble. Right. This isn't trying to blow up our boy. And like, no, we may no, not no, pick no, up the no, phone, no. Right. But it's just something that we can do because we're just normal people who happen to have decided to put ourselves out there a little more. And, and, and communicate what we've learned, what we've understand. Maybe somebody can pick and choose something out of what we're telling them. That'll be useful. And, and that's we get a kick out of that. Hey, we're not going to hear it if we plug it in. Yeah, you're right. We're not going to hear it if we plug it in. Because we'd have to have headphones to do it. Yeah, on the face. Yeah, yeah, no, we could do that. Well, we could just see if he picks up on a FaceTime real quick. But I think, but, but that's it too, is, is sharing, right? Mm. And that's what I love about the podcast. That's what I've loved about my whole journey in this, from being a little dude who liked to do fitness and helping to start 555 was I was just sharing what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sharing what I like to do in a different way by yeah. talking about yeah. it and wearing a cool hockey jersey that, that Jeremy <laughs> from National Fire Radio got. So we're me. talking about goal lines in football, and he's wearing a hockey jersey. I was going to bring that up earlier. If all jerseys well, for you to well, get. There's a goal line in hockey, mm-hmm. too. You know? There is a goal line in hockey. Yeah, but there's no the red same, zone. Maybe next time we'll do football jerseys. But those are <laughs> yeah. hard because you need pads underneath them. Oh, he must be working. Yeah, he's, he's probably riding probably an ambulance. Riding ambulance. Jason Patton's probably riding an ambulance. Yeah. Or he's making so, cool Jason, videos, when you watch this, we tried FaceTime, and you're right here. You're not answering. Normally, he answers my FaceTimes, and it is freaking fantastic when he does it's pretty good it is pretty good but that's one of those things that you know just because you see folks on social media it it doesn't mean that they're not just like you right we've just chosen to share this with us but you have to keep yourself humble in the same goes back to is his was his name moeller was that his last name from south carolina moeller Moeller. let me tell you there's a lot that i've taken from that process of his grieving of him being caught on tape going into the structure and then his impact afterwards. I would love for somebody to eulogize, what's that word, eulogy? Talk about me when I'm dead and say half of what they said about that guy. So I did a, I did a post. I took a week after, um, after his death. Right. And uh, for a guy that lives on social media and, and really has the finger on the pulse of what's happening with current events and 
so on. I watched from afar and did not get involved with many conversations other than resharing Passion for the Craft and a few other pages that he was involved with. Um, I come to find out that he followed our page. So he knew who we were, right? Um, which to me is like, you know, I that was a gut check for me. Um, and you know, after watching from afar, I did a post on a Sunday night that was just like a quick, like two minute, like recap on that. And what I talked about was how impactful this guy was at a young age of twenty five or twenty six years old, and what he brought to the fire service, and how many people, you know, the the line of duty deaths that occur, you know. Not many of them are fire ground conditional Relations. line of duties. A lot of them are medical accidents, things like that, right? When you have line of duty deaths that hit from a structural collapse or a flashover, something that happens on the fire ground during firefighting activities, those line of duty deaths are typically looked at a little bit differently than the others, right? It's just how it is. And when you, when you read and learn and watch what everybody said about this guy and how much he loved the job and how much he was into it and how much on the training aspect, he dove in. This was a guy that did everything right, and he gave everything back to the fire service. And when you look at the impact he made at such a young age to so many people, for me, I really sat back because, man, did those people come out hard in, in, in response to him and what he did for the fire service and not just his region but all over. And then it also gave me tremendous hope. That's... A young guy... You know, the reason why I think the message was so strong on social media about his passing was because that's his generation and they live on, on social media. And so a lot of his brothers and sisters and the guys that he rode with are on those platforms and that's where they mourned him, right? And that's where they share his legacy. What he did was he created a legacy for himself because he did the right thing. And you can just tell that. You could tell by all the stories and things that were told about him. And so for me... As tragic as his death was, I look at it as a symbol of hope that 100%. as much as we down talk some of the fire service this day and age with, oh, my God, the young, this and that. You know what? That guy was 25, 26 years old. I'm sorry. I don't know the exact age, but I can tell you this, that if there's more guys like him in this fire service, we're in a really good place. And, and you think we're about in a it, really good place. You think about it, too, for us and our age. When you had five years in the fire service, are you old? Twenty five, not actually, really not. <laughs> the grays are all fake. But when you had that little bit of time in the fire service, what was your impact on the fire service? Ooh. Mm -hmm. I know it, what mine was. <laughs> yeah, mine was exactly all about great, mine like, was all about myself, my ego, yes, exactly, and being yes, the biggest, yes. the biggest mouth, the smartest guy, the best fireman. And I didn't know jack shit. And you know what? <laughs> it took me a long time to figure that out. And I'll yeah. be perfectly honest with you. When I went up through the volunteers, I was a young officer. I was a young lieutenant, long, young captain, young assistant chief, young chief. If I were to do it over, and I remember specifically sitting in an officer's meeting years later when I retreaded as a lieutenant for one year to hold a spot for somebody, right? And they're like, hey, can you just do this for a year? And I'm like, whatever. I did. And we're sitting in an officer's meeting with all these young kids. And they looked at me when I was this voice of reason in the meeting. And they looked at me and go, you were never like that. When you were, you know, this and that. And I go, yeah, you know what that is? That's maturity, man. Yeah, I grew yeah, up a little yeah. bit, right? There's a different approach, right? And I think you have to recognize that. And, uh, and that's super important. But yeah, man, what was your impact throughout your career? Yeah, you I know, know? And, and that's it. Right. And, and when we look at, at this young man, again, like, what could he have been? But that's the hope for everybody else, right? Unfortunately, he, we're not going to ever know that about him. 
But think about everyone else. And think about what star. you're doing. He yeah. was a rock star. And think about what we're doing now, you know, and where we want to go in the next few years. <laughs> you and I talked about this the other day. I'm the has-been, and I'm okay with it. I don't know if it's a has-been, right? No, no, you're, no, just, you're just seasoned. Go, no, just go, just go with me At like this. At least you were. No, no, the thing about it is, is I, I don't have any ego left. I don't. I really don't. I, I have nothing else to prove in this life. I don't. I, they know I go down hallways. They know I go through windows. I don't <laughs> like ladders. I take stairs. They know that we've contributed to the National Fire Service, the International Fire Service. We've created a product. At this point in my life, I'm at gravy. I got two great grandkids. I love going to Florida and getting in the water and meeting Boston firefighters. So when you take, I really think that's a refreshing look that when you may have goals to get to, once you get them, it's pretty freaking sweet. And do I'm, am I going to keep pushing? Sure. But I'm telling you what, it's all gravy now. It is all gravy on top of these taters. <laughs> well, I think one gravy. of the things that, that's important as well. In, in you a, liked that, didn't you? Sorry to start. Right. And I'm in year 27. I think, you know, we're all about the same vintage here. But it's how do we create more <laughs> yeah, excited people, more multipliers, right, of the oh, passion. Let's see. There you and, go. And, uh, you know, in – and I always say I'm probably the worst paramedic in Illinois. I'm probably <laughs> the worst firefighter. I'm the worst chief officer. That way you set your bar low enough, you can achieve anything, right? Uh, but if we can go out and, uh, and and get people excited about the fire service, that's what we should be doing. That and uh, and I think the easiest way to do that is by showing up. You know, people uh, I, I travel quite often for, for what we do, but I never miss a call at home. I never miss a fire. I never miss a wreck. I never miss an EMS call if I'm home and available. And I think, you know, if we can set that bar for all of our young people, they see that we show up. They see that we're there. We're, we're there to, to do the job. We're there for them to hopefully to learn from us. Then uh, we can be multipliers of the next generation of the fire service. I got to test to that, too, because Nick sends me pictures from all the times he goes on jobs. Write that down. Right in there. That is some good. And that force multiplier is the way to go. Dude, that 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 is legit. I mean, that. That is, and we have a decent vintage. I appreciate that. Vintage. Too. I saw Jeremy laugh vintage. over there when we got a vintage. Veterans. Yeah. <laughs> Veterans of the field. But I think, too, and, and, and that force multiplier is just, uh, I feel like it's a great way to end this one. You know, where we were talking about how to kind of run a small business, be a firefighter. We, we've talked about a lot of different things, but it's all about being a force multiplier. Whole is greater than the sum of the parts, and that's it. And helping those around make you happier, <laughs> dude. I'm wanting in the on my. I just surround my listen. Like I just surround like myself with smart people, and I just I feel yeah. good. I'm gonna have Andy zoom in on every episode of the size up just so he could drop a bomb. And right, <laughs> it's like a, like like the Howard Stern show had little different people here and there. Like, so what's gonna happen? Is to that Baba Booey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're try. I'm trying something new here on the size up called the size up ten. Oh, I asked 10 questions. He's got a paper. I have a paper. I haven't memorized them yet. Oh, we're not going to, everybody's not going to get the 10 questions. I'm just going to say your name. All right. Are these fire service related questions? Negative, sir. They are not. I can't compete. Are they one or two word answers? We try to go with one or two word answers. Good. So let's go right down the line. I want to, I want to be. Maybe I don't want to go right down the line. Oh, you want me to do what you want? What's this? Your show? I knew you wanted to take a ding. Oh, there's so many. Ding, ding, ding. That's Sevy got some good content. It, it yeah. can take too long if we go for some of them, right? So so here we go, right? Or do you really want to do them all? No, no, everybody no, wants no, no. You do Jeremy it your way. Right, we'll do like a buzzer. Who hits the buzzer? <laughs> no, no, first. I no? say your name and you go. So all Jeremy, right, here we Jeremy, go. Jeremy, beach or mountains? Beach. Beach? Yeah. Andy, night out or night in? Uh, Ooh. Uh, 
answer. I'm going to take the fifth. Oh, because my wife might watch this. Show. <laughs> I don't know. Andy, let's go. Pick one. Let's go. In. Which one do you want? In. In. You're in. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Dick, good book or good movie? Movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Mm. Huh? How about that? Ryan, cross country road trip. Who's your co-pilot? Ooh, my wife Heather. Uh, you better have said Heather. Oh, I yeah. was like waiting, waiting yeah. for that one. I don't drive. I take airplanes. Andy, <laughs> Andy, do you make your bed every day? The missus does. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But the bed is made every day. Yeah. Being honest, being honest. Yes. Nick, a million dollars right now or go back to 18 with a redo? Oh. Tough one. No, it's uh, no, I'll take a million now. Jeremy, go ahead. In, in, the, in the National Fire Radio truck, you have that money, right? Outside? Do you want me to answer this question? <laughs> Not that question. Honestly, question a million. Or, or you can answer this one. You want to answer them all. So um, other than my family and my wife, I would do. It's not. It's, it's a million right now, or eighteen with a redo. I got. I got too much invested personally, so it'd be a million. Uh, but it, it, without take the family out of the equation, I would go back and redo everything again. Not that I don't like what I had. I would just do it over again. Enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy it twice. Why not? Yeah. I an answer for that one. Ryan, highway or back roads? No, highway. I hate driving. Really? You, I hate it. I live in country yeah. roads. They're all twisted. They all go up and down. Sounds, all make you sounds, sounds like music to me. Oh, my God. Take me to the airport, put me on an airplane, and take me to the ocean. This is ocean. Never, this segment is never going to be 90 seconds long. It's it's really this is all going on. There's still more segments. Nick, 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 bucket list place to visit. Ooh. Uh, Curacao. Very nice. Jeremy, Ooh. football or football? Oh, I, football, actually. Believe it or not, I, I never played football in my life. I played soccer growing oh, up. There you go. Nice. You know why? Because it was always too big. <laughs> so I, I was a peewee. I would have had to play with, like, the senior A's. You know what I mean? So I would have been, like, a first grader, get my ass kicked by sixth graders. So I played soccer. I was a goalie. And damn good at it, by the way. There you go. All right, everybody's getting this one. So, Andy. Best advice you could give to your younger self? My younger self. Wake up, dude. <laughs> Wake up. I like it. Ryan? Keep your mouth shut. Oh, that's a good one. Nick? Persistence pays. Jeremy? Damn. <laughs> uh, the size up is deep, bro. We're getting Yeah, no. I mean, these guys all had them like that. I don't, to be honest with you, I think it would be to uh, invest more time into education. Ooh. Do better at school. Ooh, I like that wow. one. Yeah. Sebi? You're young still. Listen so. to your father more. Oh, listen to your father more. Oh, listen to your father, oh, more. Oh, oh, best one. To your best father one. more. Last father's dad. Oh, I know you waited 28 years to hear this. I wish I'd listen to you more when I was younger. We all do. We yeah. all do. That, that yeah, is Join really the club, man. Yep, right there with you. Well, listen, gentlemen, this has been an amazing <laughs> episode here. It was all right. Size up by <laughs> <Nashville Fire Radio. laughs> when are you doing it again? <laughs> we definitely have to keep doing this again. Yeah, it was good. I can't thank you all enough for joining me on the show and, and for all of your support and most importantly for your friendship. Our pleasure. So Ryan, take us out. <laughs> <laughs> I I really feel like the the father pushing the son out to pasture to tend his own sheep and his flock. I'm really proud of you, Pip. I have listened to every show so far, and you're rocking it, dog. Keep it yeah. up. Thank you very much. This has been The Size Up by National Fire Radio. Catch you next time. Later. Boom. That's it.